Good Sunday morning. It is nine minutes past seven o'clock. As Al reiterated several times, the time of day, it is in fact the day that we wake up and the clocks have changed. For most of the universe, it happens automatically with their phone, Charlie. But for me, I set an old-fashioned alarm clock. Yeah, it's I, one you plug in the wall, and you set the time, and you set the alarm. Is it the old kind of fake wood one that everybody had, uh, red letters? No, Charlie. No? It's a little more modern than that. I so I woke up this morning at my time, and of course, as usual, I like hit snooze 700 times. So now it's 20 to 7 in my mind. So I go downstairs, I think, oh, I'll be there in time. And then I look at my phone, and it says... 545 or whatever the heck it said. So I'm like, what is happening? So the question of the day is, do I go back to bed? Do I get up and have a cup of tea and kind of get going? What do I do? I mean, my answer is always go back to bed. Is it? Every time. Every time. Oh, yeah. I did a combo. I went back to bed for about 15, 10 minutes, and I thought, what are you doing? Get up. Come on. You're up. And so I got up, and I had a cup of tea, and I did not rush to work. Got in early. Yeah, you didn't have to call me saying five minutes. I'll five minutes. There. I'll be there in five minutes. Don't worry about it. I always push it on Sunday. So today I'm here. I'm here early. I'm happy to have Charlie with us. I'm happy to have Al Shock doing news. We have a special uh, person watching today. We appreciate Lorelai coming in to see if she likes this job or not. So every Sunday morning... We do a topic on health, and oftentimes during the week, if you're wondering how we pick topics, we are given a lot of press releases from various health care organizations nationwide and here in the Twin Cities, and Alina Health came out with some really interesting news this week about cancer, and it is the Alina Health Cancer Institute, and the organization is actually collaborating with St. Paul-based Astrin Biosciences for a first-of-its-kind clinical trial using artificial intelligence and a simple blood draw to revolutionize how cancer is diagnosed and treated. And we are so happy to have with us on our John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Dr. Badrinov Kanetti. Did I say that right, doctor? Yes, you did. Thank you. I was practicing. Um, thank you for coming on, first of all. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Did you get up at the correct time? I did. Actually, <laughs> earlier than the correct time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So this news came across our desk, and uh, a colleague said, this looks like an interesting story for Sunday, and I reached out, and here we are. So let's talk about this clinical trial. Um, where are we in terms of timing? And has it started? What do you want to tell us about it, first of all? And we'll dig into some more of the p particulars as we go forward. Yeah, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about this. And uh, we just started the clinical trial. We already have a few patients enrolled on it, and we really appreciate them participating in the trial. And the trial is, uh, the first of its kind, it's a pilot study in about 50 to 100 patients with uh, breast cancer. And the second phase will involve patients with other types of cancers as well. And this is to test out a technology that uh, has been very promising in its initial development. What the technology does, it takes a blood sample and runs it through very tiny uh, uh, little tubes on a slide. And as the blood is running through the slide, we shoot a laser beam at this uh, blood and take holographic images 
of the cells that are in the blood. And each holographic image is compared to millions of other such images that we've already captured in a database. And the computer and the artificial intelligence algorithm compares these images to what we already have in the database and classifies each cell as cancer or non-cancer or a blood cell. And this way, we're able to detect cancer cells with a very, very high degree of specificity. And we're able to, at least in the initial studies, uh, determine that the specificity is about 99%. So when we find something, it's almost uh, close to 100% accurate. Now, the reason we're doing these studies is to enroll large groups of patients to see if our initial results continue to stay that way. And if it's proven to be true, this is going to be remarkable uh, because not very many tests out there have this degree of specificity. Talk about the significance of it as it relates to a person getting that diagnosis of cancer. Is sort of the normal way and this way? Is it much more invasive and difficult to, uh, you know what I'm saying, the process of yep. determining whether or not a person has cancer as it stands now? Yeah, the study that we're doing in breast cancer patients is being done particularly to aimed at uh, women who cannot easily be picked up as having breast cancer using traditional diagnostic methods such as mammography, because about half the women uh, cannot really get their breast cancer easily diagnosed uh, on a mammogram. So the next best test for them is to get an MRI or a 3D ultrasound. But this is a simple blood test. Uh, with a couple of tubes of blood, and it's a much better way to, uh, or easier way, I would say, uh, to identify if they have cancer. But more importantly, it may also tell us something more, because if the cancer cells are in the blood, that may also indicate that these cancers are a little more aggressive, which you really can't tell as easily just based on imaging. So this will add something to the traditional imaging tests, and in some cases may also be able to identify people who have cancer in which traditional diagnostic tests do not pick them up. Dr. Badranov Kanetti is our guest, and we're talking about a new clinical trial underway. As I understand it as well, you are looking for more people. What we'd like to do now, doctor, is open up the phone lines at 651-461-9226. Again, that's 651-461-9226. If someone is listening and they have a question, maybe they've had breast cancer or they want to know more about this and getting involved in the tr- in the tr- clinical trial 6514619226 we'll take a short break here and be back with more with the doctor and hopefully some of your calls as well it's WCCO 16 minutes now past 7 o'clock on a sunday morning Cloudy skies, 39 degrees at 20 minutes past 7 o'clock on a sunday morning happy to have you with us we are talking with Dr. Badrudin Kanetti Kennedy, I think I'm saying that right. I'm going to try really hard. He is the chief medical officer at Ashton Biosciences and also works as at the Alina Health Cancer Institute. We're talking about this new clinical trial and actually looking for more people to be part of it as well. It is an really sounds so intriguing, so promising, doctor. We want to invite calls as well if people have questions. 651-461-9226. Um, the texture writes this morning, Doctor, is the cancer test just for breast cancer? 
No, actually, uh, we've already tested it for other cancers, uh, such as prostate cancer, and find that it can pick up prostate cancer as well. And in the laboratory, we've uh, looked at uh, some other cancers, such as liver and stomach cancer, and it works in pretty much any cancer, really. The the trial we're doing right now is aimed at uh, breast cancer because it's one of the most common cancers. And another texture writes at 651-461-9226. It sounds very promising. What do you do next? How do you know where the cancer might be? And what steps do you take if you do find cancerous cells? Correct. What we're able to do in this trial in particular, we're uh, looking for women who already have suspicion of breast cancer, and we're looking to get their blood samples to Uh, confirm if they have breast cancer or not. And this is more of a correlation study. Uh, If they have not been found to have cancer yet, they will need imaging such as uh, a mammogram and maybe even an MRI to confirm that they have cancer and then a biopsy to prove what kind of cancer it is, which will lead to appropriate treatment. Because talk a little bit more about what you're looking at. And maybe we've talked about this, but this press release I'm looking at It says, by isolating the cancer cells, it allows researchers to study them and understand how they survive, thrive, and spread. If the cancer cells are dormant, they can work to determine how to keep them that way so that they don't trigger another round of cancer decades later. And I think, to me, that is the great fear when a person has cancer. I had lung cancer, stage 1 primary localized, which I like to say, Almost two years ago, I had it removed at the Mayo doctor, and I think even getting scanned and having there be no indication of recurrence, you still live with that back in your mind saying, ah, you know, is is something back there that is going to rear its ugly head 10 years down the line? And so sort of talk about how that goes for people who has have had cancer and are always worried about it coming back. Correct. Yeah, that is obviously the great fear, and many people live with that anxiety. And sometimes the traditional x-rays and imaging don't really pick up cancer recurrence at the earliest uh, time point. And so using tests like this, like a blood sample, to identify a few cells, we can see as many as three to five cells sometimes, cancer cells in a blood sample that's about 10 cc's. So being able to pick up these uh, circulating cancer cells early really gives us a, a great indication that something's going on. We're also able to take these cells and analyze them better to determine how aggressive they are and what kind of treatment they may respond to. So that allows us to even guide the next steps in these patients. And do you, could you see this being kind of life-changing for a lot of people or maybe at the cutting edge, I don't want to say a cure, but like what ultimately are we working toward here? Yeah, I think we're looking to, one, identify cancers as early as possible so they can get the most minimal treatment necessary to take care of their cancer. Uh, And the other thing we're able to do with this is also identify recurrence early and guide treatment so we can get much more precise because each person is a little bit different and each cancer is a little bit different. So if we're able to identify cancer cells from that particular person and design a treatment for that's unique for that particular patient, that allows us to be much more precise and get the best and most optimal treatment to that patient with the least amount of side effects. 651-461-9226. Um, 
Talk about the Alina Health Cancer Institute, and you work there. Um, give us kind of an overview of what the work, some of the work that's done there. Yeah, the Alina Health Cancer Institute is uh, pretty widespread, in, in, and it's present in all the 12 uh, Alina hospitals that's in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. and the surrounding areas. Uh, we have several clinics uh, in and around these places, and it's a fully uh, full-fledged cancer institute. Uh, we do a lot of research. We do uh, comprehensive patient care. We offer a lot of uh, support services for cancer patients, such as uh, expert nurse navigation, cancer rehabilitation, nutrition, complementary medicine, and uh, supportive oncology, as well as uh, genetic screening for patients uh, who have uh, family histories of cancer. So it's a, uh, a really comprehensive uh, cancer institute which has uh, experts in all fields, uh, whether it's surgery or radiation or oncology, and we offer some of the most uh, current treatments, and we're bringing on a whole bunch of new uh, cutting-edge clinical trials, uh, as well as uh, current treatments to our patients. And we've been doing this for a long time, uh, and our cancer program has been around for about 30 years, but under the Alina Health Cancer Institute uh, label uh, they've been operational for about three years three years under that label and how does astrin fit into the picture astrin biosciences is that a standalone company correct it is a standalone company and the ceo and i were friends and we've been doing this research along with uh, some folks from the university of minnesota for the last uh, three or four years and this is a culmination of several years worth of research for us and doctor we hear so much these days about artificial intelligence and seems like it's everywhere now or people at least talking about it kind of how does artificial intelligence work in this particular study in this study we have a catalog or a database of millions of images of cancer cells so what the artificial intelligence machine does or the computer program does is looks at each cell image and measures a whole bunch of variables that a human eye cannot see And then it takes those measurements and compares them to the measurements it has made of other known cancer cells that are in our database. And that way it's able to really accurately classify whether a given cell that it's seeing, a new cell, that uh, image that it's seeing is a cancer cell or not. And that is the beauty of artificial intelligence because it can process all of these things in such a short time frame, about 11 milliseconds or so. And it can look at so many variables that the human eye cannot really look at all these measurements in an accurate fashion. So that's where it helps. And in the future, as this goes on, I think we're going to be able to analyze even more data and come up with the specifics around what treatment may be the most effective for a given patient as well. Are there industries that push back on this? I mean, I look at healthcare in general, big picture, and you have all the pharmaceuticals making medications to treat cancer and all of the, and I don't mean to be, you know, suspect of what's happening, but if you eventually got to a point where you cured cancer or got it so well right down to the second that you prevented so much going forward from in terms of treatment, I mean, is there generalized support for what you're doing in medicine? Yeah, I would say so. There's a lot of excitement in medicine uh, around using artificial intelligence and how we use it properly. I think the biggest areas uh, that uh, uh, in medicine that are going to be using artificial intelligence are areas like pathology and radiology, where there's a lot of image analysis uh, at this point. 
there's uh, lots of uh, people who are using it to determine best ways to uh, predict the right kind of treatment uh, that a given patient should get. Oh, lots of research is being done, and uh, many, many companies are being founded. Uh, so there's uh, plenty of excitement. I don't see a lot of uh, true uh, pushback or hesitation in adopting artificial intelligence. We're still trying to figure out what is the best role for it and how best to use it. Mm. Uh, but I'm not sensing a lot of uh, resistance at this point. That's great. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Let us take a question, and then we'll get that in, and then we'll take a break for some weather. This texture writes in a short time ago, I recently was diagnosed with DCIS, breast cancer. Would this trial be an option for me, and who would I contact to sign up? And I don't know what DCIS is. But. Yeah, uh, DCIS is ductal carcinoma in situ. So it's a very early stage breast cancer. And, and yes, this uh, trial would uh, certainly be uh, one that you can participate in. And we're happy to uh, provide you with a phone number to uh, call so you can do that. It's actually in our press release as well. And uh, we are able to find circulating uh, tumor cells or cancer cells even in patients with DCIS. Uh, that is what has been surprising. It has been known for a long time that patients with DCIS uh, sometimes do shed cancer cells in their blood. And uh, that may have implications for the patient. So we can uh, certainly test for that. And this uh, particular trial does include patients like that. Well, apparently, doctor, we are getting calls from listeners who want to know how to reach out and be part of the study. I have the number. I'll say it. And then we'll also include it on our podcast because we'll be putting this up on our webpage, WCCORadio.com, and next to this audio that we'll include there, we'll make sure that number is there. But if you're listening right now, we're going to give you the number to sign up for or find out more about this clinical trial. It is 612-863-8716. I'll say it one more time. 612-863-8716. So we'll get to that. We'll answer some more questions. We'll take a quick break and do some weather, doctor, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome back. We're talking cancer with Dr. Vadranov Kennedy. He is with the Alina Health Care Cancer Institute and Astron Biosciences. And we're talking about, if you just joined us this morning with the second half hour of the show, we're talking about... a. A first-of-its-kind clinical trial using artificial intelligence and a simple blood draw to revolutionize how cancer is diagnosed and treated. Doctor, thanks for sticking around with us. We want to make sure we say the number again because people are now texting in and they're wanting to know how to be part of the study. And I, I think that's fantastic that we're eliciting this kind of a response. Maybe you want to say it. Uh, how can they find out more about the study? What is that number, please? And say it slowly, please. Maybe you could uh, repeat that number for me. That, yes, uh, I, I can. I, I have it right in front of me. 612-863-8716. And that's someone there will answer probably Monday and talk about how you can get involved. This texture writes as a follow-up, are you saying that a cancer cell is from from the prostate is distinguishable from a cancer cell that has a breast cancer? So can you, with artificial intelligence and the blood draw and this new technology, can you differentiate 
between a breast cancer cell and a prostate cancer cell? Yes, we can. Uh, that is the uh, advantage of the artificial intelligence, because what we do is we look at the image of the cell, and then we're also able to collect the cell and stain it uh, for different specific markers that distinguish a prostate cell from a breast cell, from a colon cell. So we're using multiple different technologies all combined together and feeding it into the uh, artificial intelligence algorithm that helps us distinguish different types of cancers. And the accuracy is pretty remarkable. So in differentiating between different kinds of cancer and different parts of different organs in your body, has that always been true? Can you tell the difference between a breast cancer cancer and a prostate cancer cancer cell before this, or is this just happening now? No, we are uh, able to do that. Pathologists are able to take either cells or pieces of tissue from different organs, and they are able to distinguish them because there are some unique characteristics. Sometimes it becomes harder, and that's where some of these sophisticated methods such as artificial intelligence or advanced imaging uh, will really help. Uh, We're using known methods and then enhancing them to get much more accuracy in differentiating the different types of cancers. So I'm reading a little more about this. Um, The second phase of the trial is expected to start in 2024 and will include other types of cancer patients, including lung, brain, kidney, and prostate. The question I have is, so you are looking for people who actually have those cancers actively in their body right now, or anyone, or someone who's had it and now it's gone? No, we're looking for people who actually are under treatment or have recently had it. This is for the phase two of the study. Mm -hmm. We want patients uh, who have known cancer and uh, that way, we, this is why this is the you know, initial study, which really gets all of these patients, and we want to be able to prove that we can accurately find uh, the cancer cells in the circulation in these patients before we start using the test in people who have no known diagnosis of cancer to see if we can diagnose it early this way. I'm going to say the number again. This is the number for the study because more people want to know it, and I want to make sure you get uh, the biggest bang for your buck and hopefully get some new, because you need what, about how many more do you need for this first phase? 50 patients total. Uh, We just started this week, so I think we need probably 48 or so. We've got a couple of patients already. Oh, good. Let's say the number six, and this texture says, please say the cancer study phone number and say it twice slowly. So I'll do that because it's important to get this work done. 612. 863-8716. So they asked for twice. So now get your pen or pencil or computer or phone. 612-863-8716. So people will call on Monday and what will you, what's likely to be that process of checking whether they can be part of the study or not? What do they need to show up with? Uh, usually, the, once they, we get the phone call, one of our coordinators will go over some of the details of the study and confirm they meet the study criteria, and then they'll be asked to come over, uh, sign a consent form, and uh, give uh, four tubes of blood. And overall, kind and of talk, about but, yeah, talk about what your hope is for all of this. Our hope is once we confirm our initial findings with this pilot study, then we're going to launch a larger study. 
and about a thousand patients or so uh, across the country. And we may even go outside the United States to get some data because we want to get uh, diversity of patient populations and cancers. And uh, once we determine in that study that, again, this is all panning out, uh, we will probably go to do a what we call a definitive study that allows us to get FDA approval. And uh, that is the step before we allow insurance companies to uh, pay for the test. Ultimately, saving lives, is that where you're going? Correct. Ultimately, saving lives by earlier diagnosis, by a better design of treatment that uh, patients need and that they're most likely to respond to, and also uh, finding the cancers uh, early in patients who receive treatment because we want to catch the recurrences early because that's the best time to treat them. How hard is it to get FDA approval? Uh, it involves several steps, and uh, there's an elaborate uh, evaluation process, and they're very stringent in their criteria. So it's it's possible. I mean, there's several uh, tests and drugs that get approved by the FDA every year. So uh, I do think we're very optimistic that we will get there, but it's just going to take some work. Yes, and time, I assume, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's interesting to look at the artificial intelligence piece in medicine um, and its its benefits. I mean, we're talking about it here in cancer diagnosis. Are there other areas of study that you see artificial intelligence in the medical industry, the field? It's uh, getting applications uh, uh, widely across medicine in all sorts of ways, in better identifying patients early uh, who may have complications of certain diseases just by looking at the data, their labs, et cetera, and the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are uh, artificial intelligence uh, programs uh, looking at patients who are admitted to a hospital. Uh, within the first two or three days, they look at the parameters to see who is going to do poorly, who is going to do well and be discharged from the hospital so we can intervene early. Uh, as I mentioned before, we're looking at pathology specimens to uh, elucidate more data from them so we can really early on uh, predict how a patient is going to respond to a particular treatment. We're looking at uh, x-rays in all sorts of different ways to see if something is cancerous or not. And if it's cancerous, is it going to respond to a certain treatment? How are the cancers going to behave? That field is called radionics. So there's uh, a lot of uh, uh, areas in which uh, artificial intelligence is being applied. And to be fair, it's been, it has been applied for the last uh, decade or more, maybe even a couple of decades, but uh, not uh, to the extent now as it is now. It's uh, getting uh, accelerated uh, quite a bit. There's lots of excitement. Yeah, I was going to say because, I mean, we've had artificial intelligence with our phones. We say, look up this phone number. You know, I mean, there's lots of ways that we've seen this, but somehow now it seems to have been turned up a notch, as you just said. Correct. It has. Yeah. Traditionally, they used to use a a term called neural networks. That has been used for a while to generate algorithms and nomograms uh, and things like that. But now, uh, because of the computing power that's available, because of the way that uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, can be applied, everything's been kicked up a notch. Yeah. A texter just uh, wrote in, uh, will the blood test work on most blood cancers too? No, it uh, is going to be harder for it to work on blood cancers uh, because we still need to do some additional work in that area. We are, uh, there's a couple of types of uh, blood cancer we're specifically trying to look at. But uh, because the blood cancers have so many blood cells, that's uh, the inherent nature of blood cancers, 
that uh, is harder to distinguish from cancer cells. So right now, we're not applying it to blood cancers. Uh, we may in the future. We're mostly applying it to what we call solid tumors, non-blood cancers. Interesting. Well, it seems like the you're on a path that who knows where it will lead in terms of early diagnosis and treatment and survival rate for cancer, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break right now, our last break of the show. It is 651-461-9226. That is our text line. You can also call that line as well and be on the air, but a lot of people just like to text their questions, and we're having uh, more more questions are coming in, doctor, so we'll try to get to some of them uh, as we wrap up this hour. But right now we're going to take a quick break on News Talk 830 WCCO. And we're back with the last segment of the show. We have about five minutes left. And we're talking today with Dr. Badrinov Kanetti, and he is with the Alina Health Cancer Institute and Astrin Biosciences. Doctor, are you, are you the CE, the chief medical officer at Astrin, correct? Correct. Okay, okay. So let's get to some questions because we have about five minutes left, and I, there are more that are coming, and I will also say the phone number again. This person texted in a short time ago, I have prostate cancer. I am on active surveillance. I have had two biopsies. Cancer found in only one sample at 5% of sample. Can this analysis determine the amount of cancer in the prostate or location? And, well, you're not looking for prostate yet. That's from David. But um, would he be a candidate maybe going forward? So first of all, maybe you can address the question, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. He would be a candidate for the second phase of the study once uh, that has been launched. Uh, it, the test is designed to identify if there are cancer cells in the blood. It really is not designed to identify where in the prostate the cancer cells are coming from. Uh, that will be assessed based on imaging, uh, such as an MRI of the prostate. So that's how many of these tests work. You combine the imaging results with the blood results to get a much more accurate idea of where the cancer is and also how serious the cancer is. Because in, on patients like him who are on active surveillance, we don't expect cancer cells to be in the blood. So if we find cancer cells in the blood in some patients who have early stage cancer, we now know that that is probably a cancer that's a little more aggressive than what we're presuming it to be. So instead of watching it, we may want to do something about it. Hmm. And uh, this, this is the uh, unique ability of tests like this is we're able to pick out the small subset of patients who may have what we believe to be non-aggressive cancers, but maybe we're getting fooled because the cancer is shedding cells and we want to catch that. That's so cool. So when you say um, active surveillance, as what the texture said, is that a person who has cancer right now and they're watching it or has it been removed and they're, because you know, I get scanned every six months but every six months they say there's no recurrence. So in this texture, David's question is that he actually has it and they're just monitoring it? Correct. Yeah, okay. there are some cancers we will, where that is a uh, accepted approach. So early stage, low-grade prostate cancer, that is a perfectly acceptable thing to do. And there are some breast cancers that uh, are also uh, being watched in some cases. So it, that's totally acceptable. But we know that some of those cancers will actually either turn more aggressive 
or will already be aggressive and we're just missing that it is aggressive. So that's where tests like this will really be applicable to find out that small subset in whom uh, watching is not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then your case is a little different in this. You've already been treated uh, surgically for the cancer, and uh, I'm glad you're doing well. You. But there is a concept where we can start following blood samples in patients who have already received treatment to see if the cancer shows up again, then it'll be in the blood before it actually shows up on any x-ray. All right, we have a minute left, so let's take a minute and say thank you to you and thank you to all the texters. Really appreciate the participation this morning. Doctor, we're going to say that number one more time. This is the number that you can call to reach out to find out if you would be eligible for this study. They're looking for about 48 people for this first-of-its-kind clinical trial using artificial intelligence and a blood draw to revolutionize how cancer is diagnosed. The number is 612 612- Eight six three eight seven one six. I'll say it one more time. Six one two eight six three eight seven one seven. And we'll also doctor podcast this and put it up on our website with that phone number. So I really appreciate this. And I tell you what, let's circle back and check in when you're kind of in the beginning stages, in the middle, and we'll see how it all worked out. Thank you so much Perfect. for your time. You're very welcome, and thank you for having us and yeah. your support. Okay. We'll be back right after this.